Hello, and welcome back to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast, back to our usual programming. We're here to talk mostly football, not so much Halloween. We've got the usual co-host, Nick Spear. Say hello, Nick. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast where the people talk so fast that no one can actually understand what we say. Woo! Let's go, buddy. Let's do it. How's it going, man? Going pretty well. How about you? You sound a little bit under the weather. I am a little under the weather. It's been uh, just slowly making the rounds in our apartment. I think Lily is patient zero, and then Kat, and then me, uh, and Jen kind of all at the same time. So, yeah, just it's not great, but I'll, we'll make it. I, you know, for the for the league, I will strive on. You know, I think if you have to sneeze, go ahead and sneeze right into the microphone so everyone knows. It's it's podcast verite. You, you have, already have the uh, the pee-popping prevention system, so you're fine. So just go ahead and do it. I, that man, I, yeah, the the pop filter probably would get real gross if I sneezed directly into it. It's just like a thin screen that probably just traps it all in. That'd be gross. I gotta tell you, it's probably pretty gross anyway, but, you know, just roll with it. What are you trying to impugn my hygiene? I'm trying to impugn the idea that when you breathe on something for a long enough time, it's going to be pretty gross. Perhaps. Anyway, uh, let's do the usual, my friend. Let's talk about week nine and talk about week ten to come. How's that sound? Yeah, so if you, if you listen last week and you're like, oh my god, thank god there's so minimal fantasy football, it's more about movies and I guess not spoiling movies, then you're in luck because we're going to do nothing but fantasy football today. And movie spoilers. And totally movie spoilers. Just the ending of movies. I'm, gonna, I'm finally going to just talk about Joker and tell you what happens start to finish. You ever seen Strangers on a Train? Because, not Strangers on a Train, Murder on the Orient Express? Because you're about to get ruined. I actually haven't seen it and don't know the basic plot. So it would be ruined for well, me. I actually just uh, spoiled this the other day in the deposition. We had about an hour to kill while this guy was trying to show up because he forgot, and I'm doing air quotes for forgot, that his deposition was on time. And just trust me on the fact that there was a situation where I said that everyone hated this one person, so I figured it was like Strangers on that, or Strangers on that Train. I keep seeing Strangers on that Train. Murder on the Orient Express mm-hmm. about how this guy got got. And so I won't spoil it for you or anyone who hasn't seen it, seen that movie or the original movie. Or read the book that came out like 80 years ago. But suffice to say, there's a sort of a twist ending. Yeah, I knew there must be. It does seem like one where there must be a statute of limitations situation. Because the original book is so very old. But I'm I'm still pleased with your restraint. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. It's actually it's a pretty half-decent movie. Good, good. All right, let's talk about week nine. Uh, I will go in just kind of a... Random order. I will talk about my game first because it was the crappiest game. I of played it was. Alex, and I won 81.4 to 71.7. Alex, again, did not have a complete lineup, so I squeaked by with another undeserved victory. Alex had an opening at wide receiver and an opening at defense, and he had Ezekiel Elliott on his bench. Uh, this was undeserved. That's about all I have to say So. Do you believe this is your year in fantasy football based on the fact that you keep getting a bunch of undeserved victories? Yeah, I would I would prefer that if it were my year that I would be doing well and scoring a lot of points as opposed to getting a bunch of crappy victories I don't deserve. If I'll take it if I have to, 
but I would I would like to just score more points as opposed to playing down to the level of my competition week after week. Let's see here. He didn't have Robert Woods, and he didn't have a defense because he had Saints defense. He presumably could have played, let's say, best case scenario, what was Zeke? he left Zeke Elliott on the bench. Yeah, and that would do so it right. he could have maybe moved could have maybe moved Ty Johnson out and then yeah that would have been it that basically would have been it yep if he just did if, the if minimum his first round starter if he did the minimum of having a complete lineup almost any configuration he would have won uh I, I certainly could have also scored more points but uh yeah I had a crappy week but still won. moving right along that's enough about that ugly match let's talk about your ugly match yeah let's do it it is now called currently called currently called girly men dead by luck versus the girly men uh you won 110.9 to 84.9 uh she did manage to have a complete lineup in the end with all of her buys uh however adam thielen start like ducked into the game and then immediately left with zero points so she essentially had a whole at wide receiver one, but she didn't have anyone explicitly injured or on by. So kudos to her. However, as we predicted, it was going to be difficult to put up a good score with that many holes. And you pulled off the big victory. How's it feel? Uh, look, I at least scored 110, which is pretty much going to be, under normal circumstances, a winning score. So it feels pretty good. I, it doesn't feel like a hollow loss, but yeah, it could have been closer. Way to go. Way to go. I, oh. I feel pretty good about it. And uh, what do we do for our bets for those matchups? Oh, you just do these contemporaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, remember, this is a week that uh, we only differed on one game, which that's Casey and Meg C, so we should put that last. Yep. Uh, basically, um, you, we both bet on you over Alex, and we both bet on me over Annalisa for obvious reasons. Basically, holes in both lineups, and so we both won those matchups. Way to go, us. Next. Da, 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 da. Uh, I will do You Can't Be the Mingo versus Good Enough and Smart Enough. Final score, 98.2 to 85.7. Totally adequate scores. Nothing uh, too exciting, nothing too terrible. Uh, Gary's up to 5-4 and four and actually has a decent number of points. Uh, Meg Murphy uh, falls I, to 2-7. and seven. Sitting in a playoff position, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is 6th. He is the last team in currently. Uh, look, Meg Murphy's team? On paper, seems very good. Just in draft day, you would have said, like, oh, that's a pretty good team. And this has not panned out for her. Yeah. Uh, well, it's all, it's probably usually a problem if you're starting Gardner Minshew. That's not optimal. <laughs> well, because <laughs> her normal quarterback is Baker Mayfield, which is not that much better. Yeah. they actually ESPN actually had uh, Gardner Minshew at a 18.1 projection. He did not achieve that projection. Wow. That seems aggressive. Yeah. He got seven point eight in a in a three to twenty six loss. <laughs> brutal, brutal. I can't uh, wait till they move to London. Yeah. So here is uh, an exciting match. I am sad and at the outcome. Ref- wait, for reference. For reference. We, for reference, we both pick Gary. Yay! So one. Three in a row. Three in a row. Three in a row. Unfortunately, we got this one wrong. Vance down by the river. The boost. Versus the ignorant sluts, Jen, 163.5 to 111.2. The number one high-scoring team of the week versus the number two high-scoring uh, high team of the week. 
111 is a pretty respectable score, and she still got beat by 50. That's you can't, you can't, can't bitch about that. Yeah. Uh, no. Abby was extremely good top to bottom. The only weak spot was Mark Andrews at tight end, but everyone else was amazingly good. So way to go, Abby. You know, I kind of want to FaceTime with Jen and ask her, hey, how does it feel? I've been there before where Abby decides just to go off and have a ridiculous game, even though you had a perfectly reasonable game. Abby has had a a few weeks this season go off. Uh, Update on the league score. Uh, With this game, Abby is actually number two in total points scored uh, on the season. Jen is still number one. And Meg Collins, who started off so strong, is all all the way down to third in total points scored right now. Yeah, Meg Collins' team, uh, of course, I know these things, has a little bit of injury troubles and a little bit of bye week troubles, so... You know, struggling a little bit. Hopefully she can limit the playoffs and get healthy and get back after it. But that should not uh, should not take away anything from the boost. who, man, good Lord, team looks just stacked right now. Somehow even DK Metcalf, man who can't change directions, is going off for points. So good for them. He's a very fit man. I don't know. Have you ever seen him with his shirt off? I actually have, yes. Uh, he's oh, famously okay, yeah. statuesque. Actually, that sometimes that kind of term gets bantied about. I honestly really, really think that if you just kind of paint him in a uh, a stone color, he would look like a Greek statue. Yeah, he, he has an easy Halloween costume every year. Just yeah. strap a fig leaf on, <laughs> otherwise completely <laughs> naked, spray paint you gray. All done. And you're done. Yep. You're good. Yeah. Uh, last. Stand outside, collect money from uh, passersby. <laughs> yep. Last, we've got Russell Wilson's Football Planet versus What's That? It's Pat. Yes, Casey's changed his name back because Patrick Mahomes is pr- hopefully playing again this week. And Casey pulls off the victory 90.5 to 84.9, bringing both Meg Collins and Casey to 6-3. and three. And with that, I... <laughs> undeservedly I mean solo in first place with like the fourth or fifth most points in the league I think fifth uh and uh yeah so Casey pulled off what was probably an upset uh yeah it was close it was yeah. I think it was close beforehand but yeah that's an upset mm-hmm. sometimes you just gonna the weeks just don't line up for you yeah and uh what was our bet on this game Nick I don't remember could you remind me I don't remember well, if you, I would remind you about the rules is you bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't bet on yourself, you have to bet on your wife. Mm-hmm. If you have the option, you bet against the booths. Mm-hmm. So the rules were applied. I bet on my wife, mm-hmm. and I lost. Mm-hmm. So for those keeping track at home, Pat did not go perfect this week. I, so did yeah, not, I really slipped up. Did not up. get his fourth week. No. So it went four and one because he followed the rules and bet on his wife. Terrible, terrible week. Four and one. Four and one. I went a paltry three and two mm-hmm. giving you the win and me the loss so if anyone is so inclined the total wins are pat has 31 correct predictions versus my 28 correct predictions so you are in fact pulling away and i have three head-to-head wins versus your five head-to-head wins and we have one tie there you go my friend so uh now the standings as i said this is topsy-turvy I'm in first at seven and two, and then we've got four, uh, three teams at six and three. Van Stein by the river on top with the most points. Then Russ Wilson's Football Planet. Then what's that is Pat. 
Then we've got two teams at five and four, the Ignorant Sluts, Jen with the most points in the league, down at fifth place. Then Gary sixth. Then uh, Solo at four and five, we've got Girly Men dead by luck. And then we've got the Girly Men, who are dead, uh, at three and six. And then ninth place, we've got Good Enough and Smart Enough and the real boost. Alex, um, Parasolic Chain Reaction, one and eight. Uh, but yes, if you look at total points scored, Jen is at the top with 1024. Then Vance Down by the River at 1001. Then Meg Collins, 990. Then Gary at 946. And then me at 920. Uh, so yeah, I, I do not deserve to be where I am, but it'll work. Well, you know, it's a, it's all relative, you know, certain, over the course of several weeks at this point, what, nine weeks, there are going to be small variations of those things. But I will say, if you look at the scores, it's a haves and have-nots because the top six teams have the top six points for, and the bottom four teams, including myself, have the bottom four points scored. So it is it is what it is. So at least it's correct. Vague, yeah, jumbled top and uh, jumbled the playoff teams in a weird order, and the pl- non-playoff teams are on the bottom, yes. Right, but at least they're playoff teams, yes. right? So at least everyone who point scored wise should be in the playoffs is in the playoffs as of today everyone who shouldn't be in the playoffs is not in the playoffs as of today now i would say like much of my life and especially my running career i'm right in the middle of the two packs i got i'm like not quite as low as the bottom three but i'm not quite good enough to be in the top six so i'm like right there well we have exactly four weeks left in the regular season so have to finish strong and you know what uh this might matter now a little bit more because we're getting close to the end of the regular season. Let's look at the TD Ameritrade final standing projection, draft day versus current projections, fantasy trends. It is still, uh, it currently with Meg Collins struggling a little bit, it makes slightly more sense than it used to, to have her lower than she should be, but she's still way lower than she should be. Uh, so now the boost who started 10 is number one, the most possible jump possible from 10 to one. Uh, we've got me right now at second. I started six. I'm up to two. Jen in third, even though she scored the most points, eight to three. In fourth place, you can't beat the Mingo. In fifth place, what's that is Pat. Sixth place, Meg Collins. Seventh place, Girly Men, uh, dead by luck. So you're still hanging strong at seven as you've been most of the season. Uh, eighth place, the actual Girly Men. You can just call, you just call me Team Gerald Ford. Is he seven? No, call me Gerald Ford just because the basis of my team name is Gerald Ford, dead today, eaten by a pack of wolves or whatever it was was at some point. Oh, just call so your team Gerald I, Ford every time is what you're saying. Yeah, because it's always going to change as to whoever I'm playing. So just call it Gerald Ford. I thought you were saying call you Gerald Ford because you're always number seven and I didn't understand that. But now I get it. Thank you for explaining. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the actual girly men are eight. Parasol to Chain Reaction is backwards started at a nine and good enough and smart enough, sadly. Meg Murphy sitting in the other room, 10th place. So uh, that essentially wraps up week nine. You know what that means. No. It's time for podcast time. That's right. Welcome to the podcast halftime. We've got some hot eats and cool treats for you this week. Got a weird one planned. Uh, Crazy snacks? 
Krabby Snacks and Homemades. I always try to remember the name of the other one of those. I always remember Krabby Snacks and I never remember Homemades. And I'm, I'm glad I got it that time because that is a very funny line. Hey, Nick. I always, I, in my head, I confuse Krabby Patties and Krabby Snacks. Hmm. Uh, do we have a sponsor this week? The sponsor this week is Homemade Italian Beef. Do you want to take a lot of time and effort in order to make some Italian beef, which is good, but for the same time, you could just go out and buy it and be so much better? Because we have the product for you. Our Italian beef is guaranteed to get between your teeth, and you're not going to be able to get that unless you really get after it. I'm not talking with a toothpick. I'm talking with, like, the most aggressive amount of flossing. Homemade Italian beef. You're not going to want to dip it, but you should. Doesn't sound like it's worth it, Nick. I don't know. Again, these sponsors don't have the most compelling advertisements. I, I think they need to rethink their their strategies here. But uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for that. I will I, be in touch with sponsors, them. Our sponsors, our sponsors are willing to pay us. I haven't seen a dime of these things. I assume that we're just going to slush fund all the money into some sort of offshore accounts until it's all said and done then you're gonna take out your podcast expenses which i assume will be nothing and then i'm just gonna get a significant chunk of money later right not right. a safe assumption no okay am i gonna get any money out of this no do i owe you money for doing this no uh unless you want to pay me rental for the headset you're wearing i think i'd rather just use uh, my own iphone or headphones no. but uh so this will be returned to you <laughs> um uh next time i'm uh, taking the train through Oak Park when we get off. I'm just going to throw it over the railing and just kind of tell you the general location where it is, and I'm assuming you're going to get it before, say, a homeless person does. Then you'd have to play, pay a replacement, and that'd be way more than my very reasonable rental price. Well, we can negotiate off here. I don't, I don't want to let everyone know how these sausages is made, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I will let everyone know that uh, Pat is gouging me. <laughs> anyway... Uh, so, I've got a plan for this halftime. Uh, it recently came up that I was consuming a very unusual Polk family tradition item. Uh, it was a beverage. I'll, I'll cut to the chase. Anyway, and it grossed everyone out. And I thought, hey, uh, I've got a few weird family tradition foods. And I was wondering if you did. And, you know, it's, it's November now. Uh, it, it's about family tradition and food so let's let's dig into it let's talk about weird family foods that you consume all right I'm, I'm i'm on board with this let's do this i can probably come up with some stuff all right so uh the first one is for me uh we had a thing we called my mom called a poor man's pizza and this was uh as you might okay. expect from the name i'm interested yeah uh as you might expect it was essentially a pizza substitute made from random ingredients uh as as a poor man might eat and uh specifically in our case the most common formulation of the poor man's pizza was an english muffin with okay campbell's tomato soup that. wait 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 okay wait whoa, whoa, whoa. back up the english muffin are we toasting this thing or is this just dry uh usually what we do is we assemble it and put it in the toaster after it's completely assembled Okay, okay, fair enough. Keep going. So, uh, English muffin cut in half. You got to have those nooks and crannies, of course. They're delicious. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Uh, then Campbell's tomato soup, um, not uh, reduced, not uh, 
watered down at all. So the full strength, straight from a can, slightly gelatinous Campbell's tomato soup. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense yeah. because that part that part makes sense because if you're gonna put soup, I guess, on something which sounds awful already, mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't want to water it down. Have a watery soup. Yeah. It, you at least want it like it's pretty th- juice. You want it like you want it firm. It's pretty thick out of the can, you know. Uh, then, uh, usually before we add the cheese, I'd put a little bit of Italian seasoning, uh, on top of a little oregano, you know, something like that, a little herbs, give it a little kick, slightly more sauce-like. And then, uh, the most questionable in my mind, because it's barely food, uh, the cheese option usually was one slice of American cheese per half of English muffin. So English muffin, Campbell's tomato (laughs) soup, a little bit of seasoning, one slice of American cheese, toss it in the toaster, get that cheese melty, and eat that as a poor man's pizza, which is very accurately named because it is a pale substitute for an actual pizza. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here are my comments on this. Yes. I kind of enjoy it in principle. Yeah. But there's there's a real dichotomy going on here because this poor man's pizza has – Let's say not enough money to have a little bit of mozzarella cheese or whatever you're going to put on that. Yeah. Like you don't need to be thrown on sauce. Yeah, a slice of but, provolone. But you're putting, so you're putting a, would really yeah. class it up, but no, that's not an option. All right. So you, you put American cheese on there, which sounds disgusting. It really does. But then, at the same time, you're putting some herbs and spices. You like you throwing on like some oregano, yellow parsley. You know, you're throwing out a couple other things just like to taste. Just like, oh, I want to dash at this. You're salt baying it. <laughs> so you do, you got you got a little two things going on there. It's sort of like mixed metaphors. Well, I mean, a thing of Italian seasoning will last you like five years. I mean, you're not you're not spending a lot of money on that seasoning. It is still very cheap, I would say. True. I mean, there there was a while there. I think I was rocking. There in law school, Paul Whitehair and I bought a spice rack that I think I still had until like way deep into living in the city. Mm-hmm. Like I think I had that thing for like six years when at some point we moved with all the original like, spices in the sucker. It's gone. They do technically expire. Yeah. You don't want, yeah, they, they get technically less fresh. They, they lose their potency. Uh, I would say in my defense, yeah. uh, we slightly over the course of my childhood, we slowly upgraded the ingredients. And uh, by the end, it could be either an English muffin or a bagel. Sometimes I would maybe toast okay. it first with some butter and garlic salt. I, so it would be I, like garlic bread. Good. And then here's the real butter. improvement. Uh, once it was invented, pizza squeeze, the the pizza sauce that came oh, in a squeezable right. like ketchup-like container, that instead of tomato soup was a real upgrade. And then, you know, if we're feeling fancy, we might have some non-American cheese on there, uh, preferably like – Obviously, a slice of mozzarella would be the best option. Shredded mozzarella would be second best for toasting purposes. Obviously, shredded is better if you're on oh, the yeah, pizza. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was usually still American cheese, even after we upgraded the, the sauce. But that happened. So that was one well, gross you, Polk family tradition. Once you get used to it, I mean, you just know the sandwiches with the American cheese. And the, even if, technically speaking, it'd be better off with the mozzarella, you're like, nah, I want that American cheese. Yeah, well. So anyway, how about you? Kind of reminds me, kind of reminds me of the uh, scene in "Thank You from Smoke." Thank you for smoking. 
where he orders apple pie, but then has a melted slice of American cheese on top of it. Oh yeah, I um I think in Quebec, uh, Quebec. I think I might Quebec have quoi? had Amer uh, uh, not American. I would have had an apple pie with cheese on it. I believe. I think that happened. Mm. Yeah, I think I've had apple pie with cheese once. And weirdly, apple pie with cheese is kind of very closely related to my second food item. So a little teaser for number two. Hmm. Okay. Well, interesting. So what about you, man? I want to hear some gross spear family food. So I feel less embarrassed. Really? Because uh, yeah, I, you know, I want to get sort of get into the uh, history of American cheese, but let's, we can just move on to something else. <laughs> I, I could do. Okay. Uh, you want me to talk about my second one? You want me to do two before you do your first one? No, right. no, I'll do my okay. first one. If that's your first one, mine is, I guess, more straightforward in the sense that it's not amalgamation or a appropriation of more traditional food. It's just a crappy form of food. Okay. And this is what I used to have to eat sometimes at my grandparents' house, which is liverwurst sandwiches. Oh, that at least see my all all three of mine are embarrassing to me. That doesn't sound embarrassing. That just sounds like a thing I would never willingly eat. But it's not like sad necessarily. But but yes, please tell me about this well, liverwurst sandwich. Well, it's sad in the sense that my grandparents grew up in the Great Depression. Yep. And so they were so stuck in that that I think you'd have to like seek out liverwurst because I don't think I've ever seen it in the grocery store. So they had to go find liverwurst in order to have it in their house, make some sandwiches, and then serve it to their grandchildren who clearly did not want any piece of that sandwich. Like, if they just gave me a straight-up turkey sandwich, like, not no frills, no nothing, straight-up any meat sandwich, fine. But they're like, you want a liver sandwich, don't you? I'm like, yeah, granddad, I totally want that, because you're going to give it to me no matter what I say, aren't you? Yes. Okay, well then, I'm going to try to figure out how to eat this sucker. And it would be like one thin slice of liver between two pieces of bread. And I want to say there might have been like butter on it but that's about it i have to say cheese because i think actually some of the cheese was mixed in there i have to say um you must have been a better grandchild than me because if my grandparents offered me that i would just like be like oh god that's disgusting no and i would not even consider eating it so you must have been a good boy eating this liverwurst sandwich so it's just literally (laughs) bread butter maybe cheese slice of liverwurst that's your sandwich. Uh, and when you say good boy, because first, that's the thing that everyone says about me is that I'm so polite, well-mannered, uh, non-confrontational, and just just going along to get along kind of person. So, yeah, that seemed pretty much – and, again, I am much better than I was as a child. Uh, no, I was just not going to – I didn't eat it. I would try to eat some. I was like, I'm going to have – Oh, oh, wait, wait, I forgot, I forgot, sorry. I'm having flashbacks now. Hold on, hold on, shit. Okay. Uh, it, that was served with a side of cottage cheese. Okay. Yeah. I mean... So just imagine. 
This is just like Look, again, unfiltered, can... super old person food. They were not pretending that they were <laughs> serving this to grandchildren. They're just like, no, this is what we serve at the home, and we are serving it to you as well. Exactly. So, like, I'm getting this is there's nothing really like. Well, no, it, it's embarrassing, but not because it's because they decided to serve it, not because the constituent foods are terrible. It's just, oh, this is you guys eat this for lunch because you want to. Do they serve it with a side of prune juice? It's <laughs> a good question. I actually don't remember the liquids that they serve, but I'm sure it was nothing I would want to drink at the time. Were there's originals for dessert? Oh, no, they definitely had Werther's Originals. <laughs> oh, no, they definitely had that. I think they're delicious. 100%. That is certainly does. an old person food, but I'm not going to lie. They're pretty tasty. I mean, I could do one right now. Yeah. I guess, if I really had to. But I, like, I would never reach for one. But if someone's like, do you want one? I'd, I'd say no. And they say, well, you have to have this. So like, all right, I'll, I'll suck out this Werther's Original for a little bit. It's fine. All right. I'm, I'm not offended by this. There you go. But when, but when Werther, okay. People our age only know Werther's Originals because it's the food that were at your grandparents' house that were the most palatable that you could actually eat. And it was like a bowl that was there for a decade. Absolutely. You don't know when those Werther's Originals got bought. Likely, you were not alive when they were created. Yeah. Again, I still will not knock them as an actual food item. It's just they undeniably have the association with super old people. But I, I would have yeah. one right now. Yeah, they're good. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy you a bag of Werther's Originals. I, I would here. slowly eat them. Mm-hmm. I de- well, I wouldn't doubt that you'd slowly eat them, but I think you'd still have that bag of Werther's Originals by the time that Lily has children. <laughs> no, no way, no way. It's a bet. Yeah, only because Jen would make you throw them out. <laughs> uh. So, anything else about so- your beautiful liverwurst sandwich, sir? Other than it kind of gives me nightmares? Yeah. No, we're good. All right. So, uh, my next thing, as I said, directly ties to cheese and apple pie. It's crazy that you brought it up. So, my grandmother, my fi- actually, my, my still living grandmother, who is 99 years old now, my last grandparent, she, when we visited in Florida, uh, she had a thing she called apple pie. And this... It's it's a moonshine. Tell me it's moonshine. No, no, it is it is solid food. But it is nah. you take literally. This is her instruction. You take a bite of a graham cracker. Okay. You take a bite of apple. Okay. And you take a bite of cheddar cheese, and you eat them all at once. You want each of those things in your mouth simultaneously: graham cracker, apple, cheddar cheese. From a brick, you know, uh, and that she called apple pie. Oh, from a brick. Yeah. Okay. That makes. Yeah. Not. Yeah, not you're not sense. drizzling the shred in your mouth. You're you're slicing slices of like big rectangular chunks of cheddar cheese off of a, of a block, and uh, so that you're getting a solid amount of cheddar cheese. And so you do all three at once. And she's like, "Doesn't it taste like apple pie? I call this apple pie." And I was like, "Sure, this is apple pie like. Uh, huh. It's actually pretty solid, but it is just a super weird thing we did." I would not call that apple pie. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a number of uh, like alcoholic drinks that you mix in your mouth. The most notably, I think it's a. Um, it's maybe a carb now. Carb bomb you drop in, a cement mixer you mix in your mouth. You put like Kahlua and Bailey's and whiskey or something like that. But you like you 
drink all in the same time, mix them up, and then like they curdleizes in your mouth, and you have to drink after that. Not the point, but foods so that I'm... curdle while oh, consuming always, just not great. Good not great. No, it's good. Thing. Reminds you goes so... takes you back to your uh, cottage cheese. <laughs> oh god, cottage cheese! The thing I would never eat. They'd always give me a scoop and just would never eat that because. Still to this day, why would I ever want to eat cottage yeah, cheese? Not great. Uh, okay, Anywho. but so gra- okay, I'm I'm born with a graham cracker, uh-huh. and I assume this is like a slice of apple. You're not eating this like of a chunk of apple. Yeah, usually. So yeah, it would be you'd have the big sheets of graham crackers, and you just take a normal bite out of it. You'd have a pre-sliced apple, and you'd have. Would it be, would it be like a like a s'more kind of graham cracker that you could break up into the small rectangles and just take that? You or would you just take a. You can take a chunk. Usually I would just take a bite out of a full sheet because I'm going to be consuming multiple bites. It's not like I take one bite of each and then I'm done with my fake apple pie snack. I'm going to be consuming mm. multiple combo bites. So I'll probably go okay. through at least one full, you know, two by two sheet of graham cracker through this process. Maybe two sheets of graham crackers. Um, okay. So I, I didn't bother breaking them up, I think. I think I just chomped straight out of it. But the apple was sliced. And the cheddar cheese was off of a block, but but cut into slices, you know, substantial slices. Fair, but in my head, as you're describing that, I'm imagining just, okay, a single strip of, or a single gram, one big graham cracker that kind of you get out of the box. And let's say you've actually taken care of the box, so they're not all broken up by the time you go to pull them out. So you have a full graham cracker. Uh-huh. Then next to that, you have just a good, like, Granny Smith apple. Like full Granny Smith apple, sure, whole, and then you have say a two by two by two uh, cube <laughs> chunk of cheddar cheese. So you you bite into one, and then you t- you take a big old bite of the apple, and then you take the cheddar cheese chunk and also bite into that as though it's an apple, and that's your that's your three piece right there. I mean, functionally, it was not far from that at all, but in form, it was not exactly that way. Yeah, but you weren't savages, so you'd cut up the apple, and you'd cut you cut some squares off the cheese, yeah. you'd be fine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that was Fair it was enough. weird. As I said, this was weird family foods. That's undeniably weird. Uh, so that was why I said. There you go. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How about you? All right. What do you got for number two, bro? Okay, number two, and I'm realizing now that the foods that I'm thinking of. Uh, are not nearly as weird as yours. <laughs> Maybe I have a weird family. Because I had a lot of foods that I didn't like. And I was kind of a picky eater growing up, even though now I think Meg Collins is, a, is, is in fact a much pickier eater than I am. I'm pretty wide open towards at least, you know, things that I'm like, I'll try that. There's a bunch of foods I don't like, but um, growing up, there's just a bunch of foods I just didn't want to eat because I thought they were gross. All right. Like even to this day, even to this day, I would eat green beans. So there's a bunch of those. I tried to eliminate the stuff that I just didn't like. Sure. Uh, like like when my mom made chop suey, I didn't like that. Or beef stroganoff, and she used the entire can of uh, mushroom soup. I didn't like that because I didn't like the mushrooms. Yep, me too. Hey, but, my know. mom would make beef stroganoff with mushroom soup, and I also did not like the mushroom soup. I can relate to Perfect. Yeah, you and I are simpatico, but like that's not that weird. Yeah, it's like, just like a thing like, that was made that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, so this one, again, it's not that weird. Because in its fundamental components, they're, I guess, kind of fine. I think just in practice, it seemed a little strange. So my dad, and these next two are going to be both my dad's creation. Sure. So uh, my dad used to make chicken soup. All right. Okay. For the but soul. It was, 
for the soul. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, I th- it was really poor chicken soup because I think that's how he grew up with it. So we'd have like the remnants of a chicken. Okay. All right. So you'd boil the crap out of that. To make the stock. Right. Make the stock, right. which is fine. But like the carcass would still be in there. Sure. You know, like your ribs and legs and all. Yeah, right? yeah. And you, yeah, you separate the, then as it got more loose, you'd separate all the meats you can in there. You'd throw some veggies in that. I think the one thing that I thought was kind of weird now in retrospect, even though I kind of liked it at the time, were the dumplings that he'd made. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, these dumplings, from what I understand now, to make dumplings, you do a lot more complicated things than what he used to do, which was flour, water, mash into a nice consistency, just make into like the consistency of like a snowball and dump it into the chicken soup and just let that boil. Huh. I mean, sounds delightfully simple. It is simple, but they're, they're like thick like hockey pucks. Okay. Were they chewy? What was the texture? Oh, very much chewy. Right. Uh, texture would be similar to, I mean, what can you even describe that as? Because it's, it t- it's fairly hard to bite through. Fairly hard to chew, but it's not like it's chewy. You know, it's not like mm, like gum. Sounds like an overcooked it, steak. Yeah, I guess it would be kind of like an overcooked steak, but obviously in bread form. Like if a bread had that same kind of consistency, it would be that. All right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, but, and so how did you like this uh, concoction overall? Was it okay? Was it actually, good? Was it bad? I actually didn't mind it because, you know, you were, the soup stock would, itself was fine because, you know, that's that's how you make some, a decent soup yeah. stock is you cook through a bunch of uh, chicken bones. Now, occasionally, you'd find some chicken bones in there because that's the nature of the business. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to strain gonna, that out, right? It, when when you're yeah, making broth you're for real, to. you boil the bones and then you strain out the stock and then you make your no, soup. No. no, no. See, what would happen is this the bones would just stay in there. The, the, the chicken carcass would stay in the bottom and then you just try to scoop around it. I mean, there'd be veggies and stuff too. So you scoop around it and you might get a bone or two in there and you just had to like work around that. Huh. That's on you. Yeah, it seems like that's a... The, obviously, some shortcuts were made with this soup in a few different ways. Yes. Yes. Yes, it, you get a rib into your gums. That's on you. Sounds painful. This is what happens when you grow up with a mother from the old country, <laughs> which my dad did. You just end up with like some like down home country. I say country, but like old country meals. All right. Yeah. Now I've got. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. Oh. Let me do my next one. Okay. Because you said we were talking about this earlier. You said you're saving your number one. It is my most controversial. Okay. So let me do mine because I think once mine goes, then yours is going to blow me out of the water. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. So my other one is a dad is my dad thing again. And what would happen is my dad loved doing pancakes on Saturdays. We did it basically from the time I was nine until I'm sure he does it today still. This sounds perfectly harmless so far. Pancakes. What could go wrong? And... He would. It's not like he made these things from scratch. We're talking like straight up like Bisquick pancakes okay. from a mix. Whip from it up. Mix, put it in a pan. Doesn't take too much. Yeah. You put it in there. You crack an egg in there. You throw some milk. The thing that would happen though is every morning, every Saturday morning, he got bored doing this, so he would have to throw in a mystery ingredient, and then the game would be he tried quiz you like, what do you think it is today? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds fun. I don't know. I mean, this is certainly a weird family tradition, so it's very appropriate for our discussion. This sounds kind of fun. 
it's not awful, but sometimes the pancakes can be a little funky. So, like, what are what are some examples here? Uh, so definitely one time was applesauce. Okay, well, that's probably it's good. Not bad. Yeah, moisture uh, probably probably extra fluffy and moist. Uh, protein powder. Yeah. And what age were you when you're having protein powder pancakes? Uh, so I was in high school, and this is the, at the point in high school when I was on protein powder. So we had protein powder so lying around. So you were grateful. You're like, thanks, Dad. Try to bulk thanks, up. Man. Hey. <laughs> well, I was bulking up at the time, but I was like, uh, I, I eat so much of this anyway. I don't really want one more of these things. Probably that make has. it. That probably has the opposite effect of the applesauce. Probably a real dense pancake with the protein powder. That's the thing. It. Whatever he did, it, like, it always varied wildly in consistency how well he could get it. Yeah. So they could be light and fluffy, or they could be, like, dense like rocks. Yeah. And that, Now, he would try to balance these things out, but they wouldn't They wouldn't always be winners, you know? Yeah. Which is also a weird one. So, like, say, Meg stayed over for the first time on, and woke up on Saturday morning, or one of the first times, whatever it was, and I'm like, okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> My dad's making pancakes. Uh-huh. There's gonna be a weird thing in it. I don't. It could range from buttermilk to like feta cheese. I don't know. <laughs> oh no! So salty. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's like whatever he can find that seems reasonable to go in the pancakes. It's never like blueberries. We're like oh, blueberry pancakes, chocolate chips. Or, yeah, no, 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 nothing like that. Strawberries. It's like it's always kind of like hidden, you know? Yeah, like. With the applesauce, you can mix that in enough that you're like, oh, I don't, I don't really see the uh, what's going on here. Yeah. No, never like that. It's, it's more like the applesauce. It's never like blueberries. So, like, what are the? Can you name like the top two or three weirdest ones? Oh, I, I couldn't even tell okay. you honestly. I, I stopped eating them after a while. It's <laughs> like I'm just not doing yeah, this. Yeah, you didn't want to play his game. And, and also, they're just like, at to a point, they got. Just whatever was in the fridge. So like, oh, we have half and half. Oh, all right. All right. I mean, that just makes yeah, it like literally half, cre- and half creamy. It's you add dairy that is creamy. Oftentimes, they're not all bad. Like to his credit, it's not like he was throwing in, you know, all oh, some balsamic vinegar. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> Anchovy. But, but it, it was always a thing. Like, all right, what shit? What you? What did you put in today? Yeah. Oh god. Okay, just let it be something halfway normal, and not like. Like I said, some weird cheese that he found in the fridge. It was again like not like chicken, just something he could mix in there. But he always found something. The man is creative. The man's a the man's a. Uh, I was gonna quote a line from uh, Wedding Crashers, but uh, I want to keep this not explicit, so I won't use derogatory ethnic slurs towards Italians. Okay. Here's my last one. Uh, All right, now I'm waiting for this. This is gonna be. This good. came up recently when I was visiting my friends in uh wisconsin and jen did spoil the surprise for i think just gary and abby i don't believe this was sent to a wider audience so i don't think you know this you didn't get a snap i'll tell you right now i you didn't know. get a snap of me consuming a weird beverage uh, a few weekends ago did you i'm gonna say no i didn't get a snap of you drinking a weird beverage but maybe i did maybe it didn't i don't know i tend to drink heavily on weekends so uh this is a thing that i consumed a lot in my childhood growing up uh, this was like one of my favorite drinks and I could not tell you, I, I might, it's possible that this also originated from my mom's parents, like the same grandmother. Uh, I feel like I vaguely associate it with them, but it might, it essentially predates my memory when I first had it. So I couldn't say who invented it, but anyway, the beverage 
is this is a go- this is a Ghostbusters ecto cooler. <laughs> no, those were delicious. Uh, short, too short lived. But uh, no, uh, the de- beverages uh, again very straightforwardly named. You can figure it out as soon as I say the name. The name of this beverage is Coke and Milk. Coke and Milk. You've got to be shitty. It was. You, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I want you to go ahead and back. And I'm going to edit in the, the ethnic slur choice. Because I'm going to have to swear talking about Coke and milk. So Coke and milk is milk mixed with Coca-Cola. Uh, in my house, usually growing up, we usually had 2% milk or yeah, 2% milk probably uh, and diet Coke. So specifically it was Coke and diet milk. Uh, diet Coke and milk would be accurate. Uh, but the key is there's two things about Coke and milk. When you're making a good Coke and milk, you need a tall skinny. You get a pint glass. And I, by the way, I legitimately challenge the league to try this uh, and, and t- prove me wrong that this actually kind of tastes good. I, so I had one for the first time in pr- certainly over a decade the other weekend. And Jen was like, I can't believe that we had you've we've been dating this long and you just now tell me so let me let me tell you how to do it i can see nick this is very exciting for me nick is preparing for a coke and milk right now so get a pint glass pour the milk well, first advice. yeah that's fine it's not a true pint glass. do you want no pint, that's good no that's totally good glass. that's perfect that's perfect enough uh pour i don't want i would say yeah, fuck, I'll do just right around two-thirds of a glass of milk you want it to be definitely more milk than coke like between okay between two thirds and three quarters let me see let me see what you got this is the oh yeah sorry wait let me get this let me get all right he it is empty currently i got a great view yeah i'm excited because i think you're gonna be surprised i'm just gonna pour you tell me i don't want to do a full thing because it seems like a waste no you're gonna drink this whole thing my friend oh yeah sure just tell me when to stop for a full glass yeah you're gonna keep going Keep going. I want to do a full Keep glass. Going. Jesus Christ. Keep going. Keep going. Good. That's good. All right. Now, you're going to... Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Crack. Diet Coke, yeah, you said, right? Crack that Diet Coke, my friend. Okay. I'm going to put I'm gonna put the uh, microphone right to the Diet Coke. Ooh. That's some good Foley. Yeah. Now, you need to pour, pour it and then raise that can of Coke so that you get a good uh, you know, waterfall so we get some foam. So start pouring it. And then raise it higher so we got foam at the top of your glass. Raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it. You want some foam? Keep going. And just go right to the top of the glass with the foam. Just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. You want some foam, 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 foam. This is, this is hard because I'm foam, trying foam. to put the camera. And good. There you go. Perfect. You have poured a pretty good cookie book. I'm going to say, uh, what type of milk do you have? Is it uh, skim? It looks a little thin. This is, this is yeah. skim. Maybe not ideal, but it'll work. Uh, the one that I had... Oh, see, well, you know, if I we have whole milk, but that's usually reserved for Sloan, I could have reserved it for purposes. I might say, because this is uh, more of a... Do you want me to thicken this up? No, it doesn't need to be thick. No, you, I I might, you might... Can you gently mix it with a... It's, it looks a little... Are you willing to mix it? Just a little bit. You want to mix it? Because it kind of looks like a uh, black and tan yeah. right now. Hold on. All right, let me get... How much of a mix we want just here? Gen- do, you don't want it to go flat, so just just a little agitation. I'm going to use the uh, the uh, business end of a spoon. I would say that's the not business end of a spoon. Yeah, I can figure out. What there you I was go. Perfect. That's that's fine. Now take a big sip of of that coconut milk, and tell me what you think. In my experience, essentially, it is like a float, but without the ice cream. It is creamy 
it is cola e it's like a root beer float but different and uh it's not so bad i think i think you'll i think you'll find all right hold on back to the podcast studio mm-hmm. i'm gonna take this first sip here i'm really pleased with your uh willingness to participate in this segment look as megan like to say i had bread cheese and iron what was i supposed to do i was gonna make some grilled cheese sandwiches i had the milk i had a diet coke what am i supposed to do all right all right all right this is the first sip it's not unpleasant i'm just not sure what i'm doing with this it's kind of it is kind of like a like a root beer float without like that pungent root beer taste and with just a bunch it's not terrible i just can't imagine myself drinking this on a day-to-day basis i drank it very regularly in my childhood you can also do uh a root beer and milk if you want uh to be more root beer like more pleasant it was usually diet coke in my experience okay hold on we are going to do an experiment i'm going to run this past meg collins excellent if i can if i can convince her to drink a sip yeah. Then we will find out exactly wh- how well she believes this to be a, a worthwhile drink. She's probably Stand just going to be mad at you for wasting Diet Coke, but we'll see. Eh, well, yeah. It is a scarce resource, I understand. All right, stand by. I'm going to actually walk away from the computer for a second okay. and uh, inform her of the challenge uh, shenanigans. Coke and milk challenge. Disgusting. What in the world is this shit? Doesn't it look great? Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I mean, at first I thought it... <laughs> Thank you. At first I thought it was like a really bland, gross chocolate milk. And I almost asked for some. And then I was like, I don't think we have milk for us anymore. You do have milk for you. This is partially milk. This is what did growing up... Did you Sloan's milk? Oh, we did have milk? Oh, I wanted a steamer. Oh. So... Uh, growing up, we were talking about uh, weird family foods that we consumed as the podcast okay. halftime. And my weirdest one, my number one pick, was Coke and milk. This is a mixture of milk with Diet Coke. <laughs> and I drank this all the time growing up. And uh, so... Yeah, to my mouth. <laughs> so, so Nick did the honors of mixing one up under my direction. I guided him to the proper ratios, the proper technique, and he's, he drank it. He, it is not disgusting, he said. He, did, he wasn't effusive with the praise, I'll admit, but he did not have a problem with it. And uh, I was wondering if you'd be interested in trying a little Coke and milk. It is very much like a slightly weird root beer float kind of it is like creamy and soda e I, I think if you give it a chance have an open mind i know you love diet coke i think you might find that it's not so bad a little sip a little sip around. all right i'll try it i did just brush my teeth so this oh, could be no. questionable that's a bad uh combination <sighs> all right i'll do it excellent it doesn't smell bad yeah i mean it's not bad yeah it's just like like why would you drink this? Because it tastes good. It was, it was like a creamy soda delight. And you could have just bought creamy sodas. What what creamy sodas are available that are actually creamy? Not not cream soda, but soda that is creamy. 
Riddle me oh, that. Oh, I see what you mean. I mean, I guess you're right. I would have just like melted ice cream in a root beer and been like, that's like better. Yeah, I mean, huh. certainly an actual root beer float is better than that. But in my mind, in my child mind, and also apparently in my parents' mind, this was more acceptable than having a root beer float every night. <laughs> so did they give you like caffeine at night every single night? Like, or did they use caffeine free diet Coke? Oh no, it was did totally caffeine? full diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't dessert. It was how with did, dinner. How did they like concoct this? I, I was telling Nick, I don't really remember the origin. I, it was like before my living memory. I feel like diet, I feel like Coke and milk was always a thing. Like I cannot remember who invented it. It might've been, my family, it might have been my my immediate family, or it might have been my grandparents on my mom's side. I don't remember the genesis, but I, I always had them, and I drank them a lot, and it was tasty. Are you going to make your daughters drink this? Oh, no, I certainly will not make anyone drink it, although I'm very pleased that both you and Nick gave it a try. But uh, And I encourage the rest of the league to give it a try, see what you think. But uh, no, I'm not going to force this on anyone, for sure. Okay, okay. I mean, it's definitely better than kombucha. Oh, thank you. You know who would agree with you? Also, Lily. She, I've trained her. She always says, kombucha is yucky. Kombucha is like garbage. Kombucha is disgusting. She says <laughs> all of these things. Kombucha is like garbage. Yep. If you, if you just mention kombucha around Lily, she will tell you that it is garbage and disgusting. Perfect. I'm excited for this. Also, why does Nick have Googled on his screen American cheese? <laughs> that was, I think it was related... One of my other food items, you're just going to have to listen to the episode to hear about. I think he was going to tell me the origin of American cheese because it is like a, I know it's like a GI thing. It was like part of like MREs or something. It's like unspoilable okay. cheese. But anyway, we, we mentioned American cheese. We certainly did not actually get into the weeds on the history of American cheese, but it seems like maybe he was preparing to do so. Oh, no. Like he's, yeah. He is American. Uh, yeah. He's elbow deep. He's all about American cheese. Yeah. Elbow deep in cheese. Yeah. And he's also disappeared. Well. Hey, why do you have... I just found out why you have American cheese on the screen. Oh. Because <laughs> we were talking about American cheese. Also, I'm really glad that Nick is going to now be pounding caffeine before bed. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I guess I'll know who's going to be getting up with Sloan at 3.45. Yay. This guy. Yeah. Cool dad. Well, thank you for this. This was enjoyable, Patrick. Thank you for uh, joining a fun little bonus meg section. Thank you, and good luck on the rest of the season. Thank you. You too. Good luck Mm, this week. My team's falling apart, dude. Beat Mm. Nick. I'll do it for the league. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Not as bad as I thought. But not like, I mean, am I going to feed it to Sloan? No. Probably not. And I'm back. I would say this was a rousing success. <laughs> you know, this bit, I did have, I had moderate, like really moderate hopes for it, but now it's really gone to next level. Absolutely. This is the best podcast halftime ever. Thank you. Thank you. It was really the Spallin's <laughs> household that took it over the top. I just want to say, it seems as though some of the things that I brought up were like, uh these were lower income treats, but like they didn't try to recreate something of nothing. They're just like, no, you just enjoy your crappy stuff and you go for it. Your family had the ingenuity, but like, I'm going to try to recreate some stuff but with like stuff we have around. 
For the audio My- listeners, Nick is about to take another sip voluntarily. He's not being dared. He's not being rewarded for this. He's just drinking this uh, uh, effectively for his own pleasure. Pretty good. Huh? Look, you can't judge. You can't judge a book by its cover. So you can't judge a drink by one sip. You gotta do at least a couple before you can. It reminds me of like concoctions when you're like in grade school. Exactly. So I would say the difference between the foods that you described versus the foods I described, where it's like if you're going on a diet, <laughs> mine are like you're just straight up gonna eat salads mm-hmm. and broccoli and veggies, and you're done. Versus yours are like, all right, we're going to recreate. We're going to have veggie pizza. So we're going to use some cauliflower to make the dough. And then we're going to use, you know, something else to make the cheese. And then, like, we've recreated the thing that you think you like, but making it crappy. That's what you described. <laughs> yeah. Also, all of mine were horrendously unhealthy in one way or another. So there's that, too. I, I don't think they are that, that unhealthy, really. I mean, cheese, soda, dairy. Just dairy and soda. I'll jump there's up. a lot of there's a lot of dairy. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Do it. Okay. I would say yours are horrendously mediocre in health, whereas I don't say whereas mine are nothing. Mine mine was like a bowl ball of dough and liverwurst. So apple, that's all applesauce pancake. That's not so bad. Cheers. Another sip for Pan- Nick. Oh, that's so, so good. There we go. All right. Woo. I'm so happy. That was great. And uh, with that, <laughs> that ends podcast. Ha! Oh, that was so great. Thank you, Nick. Really appreciate it. What a what a friend. And thank you for this lovely concoction that I'm going to have to pour down the drain. Uh, mm. I think you mean down the hatch, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know what? We'll see. He poured probably a 12 or 14 ounce of glass of Coke and milk uh, at my direction. So, way to go. Yeah, well, you, you know what? I could have just done this at scale, and you're like, no, no, no. You need to go all the way up to the top of the glass. I was not confident that I'd get the ratios right if I didn't have the glass <laughs> full. You know? I needed it to be right. So good. Fine. Fair enough. But I, I can't <laughs> emphasize enough. This is weird. It's surprising. But it's true. If you... Change the order. If the Coke is poured first and then you pour the milk, the foam is all gross and dark. It's not nice and light and white and airy. It's much better when you pour the milk first. It's a real thing. I can tell you, it did look kind of, in the beginning, kind of like a black and tan, where the one thing's sitting on top of the other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, well, fair enough. All right, well, uh, let us... Wrap it up by talking about week 10. The, uh, as I'll point out, importantly, couple good in round two. The most boring part of this podcast. Yeah. Let's uh, make uninformed predictions on the 10th week of the fantasy football season. And again, this is rivalry week. We are starting the uh, repeat of the season. Weeks 10 through 13 are a repeat of weeks one through four. So uh, you are playing your spouse or rival uh and uh it's obviously really winding down the regular season so it's time to finish strong and get into those playoffs let's do it all right uh let's start with the rivals that are currently at the bottom of the league the anti-matchup of the week good enough and smart enough versus peristaltic chain reaction uh currently sadly 
This we are recording this on Wednesday, and the waiver wires have gone through, and uh, these teams are not complete still. So that's sad. Uh, current projection: Alex seventy point seven, Meg Murphy forty three point three, with Alex having a sixty seven percent chance of uh, victory here. What do you uh, think? you know, I, I, what do you want me to tell you about this one? One, does it really matter? Neither of these people are listening. Meg Murphy's not even listening to this podcast, and she is within shouting distance. Yeah, you could probably hear her throughout this episode. Yeah, uh, but they have so many people to change out and move around and fancy about. It's almost literally a crapshoot. Uh, let's see here. Who did I go with? I went with Alex, but honestly, that's just a guess. Yeah, it is a guess to see. Like it, This one is so unpredictable because you don't know if either one of them is going to set their lineup. So if, if either one does, they're going to just catapult to a much higher chance of winning but as it is uh meg murphy does not have a chance so i'm gonna go with alex as well who knows okay good i thought you were going to i thought you were going to be a little bit of a uh dirt bag dirt say dirt bag you know what i could yeah because what you could do is say hmm, i'm gonna say meg murphy and then walk over take her phone adjust her lineup and then she might be you know winning i would not take her phone and do that for her i could verbally remind her to set her lineup um but i i will not do the work which for I, her which is which is fair i think so uh, yeah. but you could if you want to be if you want to be a jerk with our bets you could walk over there right now take her phone adjust her lineup and then move on obviously we have so much on the you, line for our wager uh that i really want to cheat it's really important to me oh which by the way reminds me listeners all five of you we need input as to what our wager is going to be because I don't think we still have determined a official wager for the season long bet. We have our side wagers, but we do not have a official wager for the season long bet. It's true. Let's move on. We've got next. I have Casey versus Annalisa. What's that? It's Pat versus the girly men. Patrick Mahomes is back. Annalisa again has some bi-week woes, not as bad as last week, and it looks like she hasn't set her lineup now, so it's mostly her replacement players, mostly that are on, on her starting lineup uh, when she tried to fill a lineup last week, so she can easily upgrade her team, uh, but right now is projected to be uh, Slaughter, 108.4 to 45.8 Casey over Annalisa, and uh, I think she will set her lineup. She obvi- she set her lineup last week when it was an even harder uh, lineup to complete, so I think she'll do it, but I'm still going to go with our friend Casey on this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Casey as well, but uh, two things I want to point out. Uh, I'm not sure if Pat Mahomes plays this week. I think they might sit him one more week. Uh, Andy Reid's been a little coy about whether or not he's going to play. And then two, is just funny seeing projected leaders on uh, this. Like, I'm not in the matchup. I'm just in the, uh, the scoreboard section. Projected leaders for Pat are excuse me, for Casey are Pat Mahomes and Kyler Murray. Yeah, you, you can't do that. No, you can't, can't start both of those guys. I, there's a, yeah. yeah, probably several teams would, it would have two quarterbacks in their projected point leaders. But uh, yeah, unlike what Gary tried to do our first season, you can't just have all of the quarterbacks and start them all. Sorry. God, if only you could. Speaking of which, let's move on to Vance Down by the River versus You Can't to Be the Mingo. As I mentioned, I believe that is the number two highest scoring team versus the number four highest scoring team. So pretty strong teams overall. Um, Gary's lineup has a hole at quarterback and 
Unfortunately for Gary, both his starting and backup quarterbacks have a bye this week. Not the best backup to have. Uh, and so he is projected to lose 105.6 to 84.6. And as we all witnessed, the boost went wild last week and scored 160 points. And I think she's going to keep rolling and Abby will win over Gary. Well, first I'm going to say that you missed the obvious joke when saying the boost got loose. Yeah, I said she went wild. So wordplay wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, you're missing out. Uh, so the boost did get loose, and yeah, even if Gary does put in a full lineup, it's not going to quite make up for that projected um, discrepancy. And honestly, it's uh, interesting how many teams are projected to go over 100 points this week, which is on other weeks, no one's projected to go over 100. This week, there's multiple teams doing it, so that's very strange. Um, yeah, I think uh, just the, the boost can be too much, so I took boost. All righty. Now we've got our matchups, and I I anticipated potentially that these would be the two that we might differ on. Just to be clear, you did take you did take. I took the boost. Gotcha. Make sure. Yep. Yep. Now let's go for your game, Russ Wilson's Football Planet versus currently Girly Men Dead by Luck, but that is going to change. You, my friend, are currently favored over the former high scoring team in the league, one hundred seven point three to ninety seven point two. Uh, you both have complete lineups, uh, so this is a legit projection, and uh, I am going to go with Meg still. Did you bet on yourself? Because uh, you're a jerk, and uh, you have to bet on yourself, of course, uh, so that's fine. I do think this is a little bit closer than the projection goes for. I mean, even though it's a 10-point projection now, I think Meg can optimize your lineup and pick up a player or two that will be slightly increase her chances. Uh, so it's a little bit closer. I think she goes off by. I got it. You got to bet yourself, like I did. But you're gonna you're gonna bet against me, like a fool. I am. I mean, right now she has uh, Julio Jones on her bench, uh, so you know that that could be an upgrade right there. And uh, yeah, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go with Meg. And it's fair look. I guess that it's a pretty close matchup, so I can't fault you, but uh, I can still think you're a jerk. And let's see if you are also a jerk. We've got the ignorant sluts. Versus Bill Swirsky Superfans, me versus Jen. We both have lineup set and currently is projected me 106.3 to Jen 99.1. So I have a slight edge. And uh, I know, again, I always was talking up Meg Collins and I bet against Meg Collins when I played against her. And I keep talking up Jen, number one highest scoring team in the league. And I'm still betting on myself. Tenth week in a row. And again, I will justify it. She is losing essentially 20 points off the top of her score because it's the Patriots' bye, so she can't start the Patriots' defense, which scores freaking 20 points a week. A replacement-level defense is a big downgrade uh, over the Patriots, and so I think she will have a down week, and I will prevail. Well, remember, when we went through the Patriots' uh, schedule several weeks ago, we determined that they just had basically, like... They're playing Middle Tennessee State for the first six weeks, and then they're going to hit like a good five, six-week stretch until week 14 or so, and then they had some more uh, real chumps after that. But, of course, at that point, they will have locked up home field advantage. Uh, so the defense or the offenses they're going against are going to get much worse. So I don't think the Patriots' defense is going to be all that good, even though I would say she can't drop them or not play them at this point. Of course, this week they don't have a game, so she has to obviously pick up someone else. But 
going forward, I don't think it's going to be a super strength until the, maybe the uh, final weeks of the playoffs where they really come into play. Uh, she also has the situation which has Stafford and Jared Goff being her projected leaders. Pretty sure you can't play two quarterbacks. Not sure. Um, I, I think that this is just a... Um, I think she's in a bit of a rut right now. So I am, in fact, picking uh, Pat. Oh, my gosh. So you're a better friend than me, is what you're saying. Well, remember, you bet on yourself. You bet on your wife. Unless those two things are mutually exclusive. And you know what? I've actually violated the third one and bet on the boost. So, yeah, what are you going to do? All right. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate your vote of confidence. in order of importance. Pardon? So this, again, to recap. This is another week where we ground everything except for one game, and this week it happens to be my game, so all the more incentive for me to win. I'm going to try much harder this week. I, I'm sure before you're going to barely check your lineup, you're just going to like let it fly. You're, you're on the bubble for the playoffs, but you don't care unless there's a bet. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I need some action on these games otherwise. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think, my friend, that about does it. It was a lovely episode. Thank you so much for trying Coke and milk. Everyone out there listening, try Coke and milk. Mm, let, me, pour, let me take another milk first. That was uh, a big I one. Think it's worse if you drink a lot of it. That was that was it, a big gulp. It's it's much worse if you take a big gulp. It's much better if you just sip it. It's a sipper. That is not. That, it's a yeah, it's a sipper. That is not that good. Ah, okay. Well, no. thank you, Nick. You're you're a game and friendly co-host and i appreciate uh putting out the effort there have a lovely week good luck to you and uh have a good week everybody hey good luck to everyone else strength and honor bye later